0: Valentine's Day, baby. Let's get it. What's good, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in. You're rocking with the brother-in-laws over at man to man where we bring a unique vibe to the traditional sports talk show. This is your co-host, Andy Elliott.
1: Alongside your co-host, Liam, the Hoop Star Nash.
0: Hoop Star. I like the smile. Let's keep it going. This is a good one. We're on Dash Radios. Nothing but net channel. We talking all things basketball. We might talk some other stuff in the middle, right? You can also find us on all streaming and social platforms at man-to-man space podcast. We're on everything, damn it. Get used to it. Okay, listen, leave us a five-star review. Subscribe to our channels. But most importantly, share with your moms and get your damn merch, baby. Hey. Are you interested in creating a podcast? But, oh my goodness, you don't know where to start. We've been asked this question more times than LeBron has corrected his own hairline. Our answer, make a great first impression and start with your cover art. Look good, feel good, and we're going to podcast better, baby. Fiverr is an online marketplace for freelance services with low-cost providers from all over the world, and it gets its name from the starting point of services, which is only $5 Let the brother-in-laws over at Man to Man give you a head start and hit that link in our description. Or you can head over to our website at Man to Man Podcast. There's an S after the T in podcast.com to get started. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm rocking my red. You're wearing black, so I don't know if you've got a cold heart over there. We talked about it on Weekly Wednesday. We don't really celebrate it. I get it, man. I left the cookies and milk back in Christmas time. Santa missed my house, all right? Now I've spilled my heart out over and over this whole year because I'm a Pisces. We get emotional. And Cupid's you know arrow flew right past one ear and out the other, and I'm just bleeding through my skull looking to find the, cl- <laughs> the closest ER room, man. But good news is, Hoop. Hey, baby, I got you, Hoop. You looking sexy as hell over there, Mike. I know you got me those one 800 flower.com. You sending those flowers? Hell no,
1: not today. Oh, not not wait, tomorrow. What's going on over there? <laughs> Nothing, man. Hey. Okay, so I was talking with some people about Valentine's Day real quick. Valentine's Day is more for the girls, right? And because I'm single... I don't have, you know, a real relationship.
0: I feel like there's no point in me, you know, celebrating in the first place, right? Well, how about they have the whole Valentine's thing, right? Can we not have like our Browentine's thing? Like like a bro Valentine's? Or is it only four girls? I have no idea. Something crazy that happened this weekend, if we're going to talk about the dating world and everything else, like that bumble, right? Went public on the stock market. Are you going to touch that or no? I don't know. I think the stock market's been crazy in the last
1: couple of you know, weeks here, but right. I'm probably not touching this. I'm probably not going to touch this. I'm going to let it grow a little bit, see how big it can get. Okay. I'm going to stay away from Bumble. I'm not on Bumble, so I don't feel like I, I can be a part of this Bumble surge right now, but... Congratulations
0: to her, she's out there killing it, you know? Right, right. It's a powerful shift for women. I think I am on Bumble, but I kind of got away from it. It's better than Tinder. Girls that have, hey, not looking for hookups in their Tinder bios, get out go to Bumble or go to hinge or something like we're in Nashville if I'll get on tinder which I haven't got on it in a long time it's just girls that are coming into Nashville for a bachelorette party like for the weekend and they're like hey here with my friends show us a good time that's pretty much all it is it's it's just I'm guessing wanting to hook up but I don't know it's it's a powerful shift for women just because if you match or something on Bumble they get the first response you wait 24 hours and you kind of just sit on it like a stock market I was with my buddy yesterday dude and he was like I was at a Mexican restaurant restaurant with a couple girls. And that's all they were talking about. You know, Johnny's over there. He's like, what is Bumble? And they're like, are you not on it? How do you meet girls? And he's like, I don't (laughs) meet, I don't meet girls. And I was like, John, I'm gonna hook you up, dude. Like, I don't know. He's like, hook me up. I'll just sit on it. But it's become like a big dating renaissance throughout like the pandemic. Right. And that's pretty much what she was talking about, how it was going to continue its success after the pandemic. And it's harder to meet people at the right time and all that stuff. I get it. I get it. So super cool to see on her front. But yeah, it, it is what it is. If you're not on Bumble, maybe we, like we were talking about, dude, let's just make our own dating app. It's guys only. And we just ask, how did you get ghosted? And let's break it down because I got ghosted three times last week.
1: Well, at least just through the pandemic itself. I feel like you can't go out. You have to actually sit down and have a conversation with somebody. And that's why it's been so successful, at least as of late. You ain't got anything else to do. And you're just sitting at home trying to do something.
0: Yeah, I tell you, man, especially when you got like the Sunday scaries and you have like that weird like Sunday scary yank and you just don't want to tell anybody about it. But I swear that's a thing, dude. Like, I don't even know what that has to do with Bumble, but I feel like that was definitely a thing for me back in college when I just kind of scared myself. And then I will say I did have a good opening line on Tinder, though. You want to hear it?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Give me give me a good one.
0: Are you HTTPS? Because I'm just colon two dashes without you. It's like a, it's like a oh, mid frowny face, okay. kind of fire, dude, kind of fire. Right. Did that, do, has that ever worked or what, what's going on? Some girl did before? it to me on Bumble and I just took it. I said, I didn't get it at first. And I was like, what does that mean? What is HTTPS? But it's like, you know, in the front of a website, right. Right. And right, it's, right. You know, I'm. Anyway, shout out to man. It's Valentine's Day. It hits a little bit different for us. He took back the flowers. I, I guess I'll take back my draws that I got for you, and, and then we'll kind of just start to shoot the shit with basketball.
1: Right. I think this is one of the biggest topics, you know, surrounding the NBA, real quick. The Miami Heat. Are we buying or are we selling the Miami Heat? I guess I'll just start it with you. Are you buying these guys? Are you selling these guys? Are they even going to make it back to the finals this year? What's up with the Miami Heat?
0: It's tough because the Miami Heat lost some key components there, especially on defense. Their record is 11-15. and 15. They are ninth right now in the Eastern Conference. People are talking about it. It was a fluke last year, right? And I kind of sort of say so as well, just because the fans weren't involved. If Miami went to Boston and, and the Garden, you know, it, it would have played a big factor, I feel like, as far as like how far Miami actually went last year. But in terms of buying or selling them, I don't think you should sell them just yet. They're still there. They were in the finals last year. You got to give them some sort of credit, right? I will say they are struggling on the defensive end. Play some D, my guy. They ranked 29th in defended field goals made per game and 22nd in defended field goal percentage from beyond the arc. That means that a lot of people are shooting crazy jumpers from the three-point line, scoring a lot of points. That's this day and age's game, right? Which is actually kind of nutty for the Miami Heat because they're known as this almost like a Memphis Grizzlies, like grit and grind type of team. And we talked to Kyle in the finals, and he's like, there's just a connection here that we have for the Miami Heat. But I will say one guy that they're missing right now, and I talked about key components, is Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's right, right. just a guy that's balling right now. And, you know, he he plays significantly well on defense right now. This year, he's only allowing players to shoot 29% from the three-point line. And if he were put on the Heat, then he would rank third behind Jimmy and Mo Harkless, which is pretty much their defensive guys. Biggest thing for me, the start of the season, we
1: see that Tyler Hero... He was out due to some COVID stuff. The chemistry from the jump wasn't there. And they're turning around and playing in a short offseason right after being in the finals. Jimmy Butler's also missed some games. So that whole chemistry and the short offseason for me is kind of the reason why they're kind of, you know, not where we, we all expect. Mm-hmm. You come off a finals run, you expect to be top of the Eastern Conference. So without two key component guys with that and kind of just plugging in people here and there. It's hard for them, but like you said, they are kind of right outside of that playoff picture for me, and and I don't know if we will see them make the same run that they usually do late in the season and like they did last year. They'll make the playoffs. Don't sweat that.
0: They're on a treadmill for three games, and they just decided to hit the brakes, get off the treadmill. I'm done working out, coach. That's all I can give you this year, right? <laughs> the trade deadline is March 25th. So look for these guys to make some trades and not to get too happy or anything. But Rudy Gay is the guy that they need to have their eye on this year. He ranks number one in the entire NBA with a defensive rating of 98.3 percentage this season. That pretty much means he'll steal your girl in a second. So look for Rudy Gay to be on the market. He's on an expiring contract. I think it's like 13 million and something. So they can easily absorb his contract. Another guy that they could push towards, Vic. Olo Deep, come on, brother. He's still a solid defensive player. He's got a great defensive efficiency rating. And not to mention, he was on the NBA all team defensive team in 2018. That being said, that was pre injury, Vic, but he would also help in a scoring. So I'd say Rudy Gay, Victor oladipo maybe one other guy they should look into is Patty Mills. Patty Mills is another guy who's on an expiring contract with the Spurs. And I know the Spurs are in the hunt, and they're like six seed right now in the West. But look for those guys to rebuild next season. The three guys I got my eyes on if I were Pat Riley, Rudy Gay, let me get happy, Vic Oladipo, and Patty Mills.
1: Obviously, Oladipo, kind of the plan all along for him to finally end up in Miami, for sure. You know, being buddy-buddy and whatnot. I don't know if that will happen this year before this trade deadline, but expect Victor Oladipo to do something in the offseason to try to help himself get to his ultimate destination and down in South Beach. But, yeah, I I like all of those guys. Patty Mills, sneaky defensively. We'll see how that kind of, you know, turns out and what the Miami Heat do for the rest of the season. Buying or selling? I'm buying them for right now. Like kind of like what you're saying. We're going to, you know, keep the heat on the hot seat, but we are going to chill a little bit and relax. I want to have this couch conversation with you guys that are listening and you guys want to get involved. Let us know and and chime in on, on some of these softer topics. Our new segment, Couch Conversations. What about these Portland Trailblazers? Where are they right now? Coming off some big wins, and once playoff come in, what's going on here?
0: That backcourt, they got more injuries, but with Damian Lillard, you got to trust they make the playoffs. You got to trust they do something good in the playoffs if they're not playing the Lakers in the first round. My God. And Carmelo is supposed to be like 10th and all-time scoring this year. He puts up 18 in the fourth against the 76ers, which was my game of the week last week. Trust the Portland Trailblazers. Trust Damian Lillard, logo Lillard for a reason. He's talking about handling his business. I think we got a clip on it.
2: Handle your business. I mean, it's stuff that you're not going to be praised for mm-hmm. all the time. You know, the stuff that people not always going to see. True. Like, for example, I get up every morning at seven. Mm-hmm. And I go lift, I box, I do conditioning. I leave there about eight thirty, eight thirty-five. I go right on the court at nine. And then by like 10.30, I'm done. And I'm back at home, my son just getting out the bed, my girl just getting out the bed. So they don't really, like they know that I'm getting up to go work out, but they don't know the investment of, they don't know what I'm really doing every single day. How many times I'm looking around, like I'm in a 14,000 square foot mansion. I got every car I want. I got enough, I done made enough money now to where I don't got to do nothing. Like, Mm -hmm. I can just wait till my contract up and I'm good. Like, I don't got no issues. My mom got a house, my brother, everybody straight. But it's like, I do this every day. You know what I'm saying? I handle my my business every day. It's a guy you want on your team, right? Logo
0: Lillard, I don't care what you got to say. It just sucks that they have injuries right now. But he's pretty much talking about in the rest of that interview how He's been through all the trials and tribulations. He's a loyal guy. He believes that Portland, the Portland Trailblazers can win a, an NBA championship. And just talking about he he does all these things and and puts you know hard work to paper and does it without anybody else looking, handling his business. Uh that's why he's a superstar in this league. And you gotta trust a guy that's like that on your team. I, I gotta take Portland Trailblazers to make it pretty far here in the in the Western conference this year. I'm gonna stop
1: you right there. We'll probably disagree heavily on this.
0: I think for this year, Portland
1: Trailblazers not going to make the playoffs. They are fifth in the West right now. I think they're like 15 and 10 as of our recording. But Damian Lillard's missed some games with injuries. CJ McCullum's still dealing with his foot fracture. Nurkic, we saw him in the, the matchup
0: with the Pacers. His wrist is all fucked up. So Too I, many for, Sunday scaries for my guy, Nurkic.
1: Yeah, I don't know what he's doing over there. But for me, it's just going to be pretty much an uphill battle. I'm not discrediting Lillard's work, work ethic. ethic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not criticizing that, but I think... For the Portland Trailblazers, they're not built as a team right now to even think about contending for a title. So, you know, I could be stupid saying that, but I don't think they'll make playoffs.
0: What about Kyle Lowry putting up his mansion for sale? And a lot of people are speculating that he will be traded before deadline.
1: If I'm Lowry, though, come on, bro. Obviously, you're making good money. You got a house that's worth $5 million, like whatever. Your career is obviously coming to a close. 34 years old. I think he should stay. Be a guy like Damian Lillard and just stay with your team, even though they're not gonna win another title. You got your title already. Live happy up there in the in the cold Toronto weather and just chill <laughs> out for a little bit. I think day, them man. just
0: playing in Miami though is just he's like, oh man, I got to get back to warm weather, man. Warmer weather. We are talking about who Miami could snag. I think Lowry could be another guy. Maybe throw. Kendrick Nunn or like Kelly O'Linick out the mix and then acquire Kyle Lowry. But with that much bump in the trunk, man, you gotta just sit down and stay in, in, in Toronto. I got a question for you, real quick. What's good? I I was I was, you know, Super Bowl last week and I saw some Mike Evans, right,
1: Fred VanVleet, We're talking about the Raptors, and then my guy Drake, right? Yeah. Do these guys all look alike to you or what's uh, going on here, man? It,
0: they are. They they kind of do look alike. <laughs> they have like the similar fade. They got, you know, the star and the fade or whatever. They do kind of look alike. Lowry's got some heft to him. Mike Evans is obviously a football player. And Drake almost has a little heft to him. Drake's a little beefy. I'd probably say Drake is like, I don't know, 6'2", 220? I don't know if that's pushing it. But yeah, probably the same thing. They all kind of look alike. I want to talk about Kawhi and the Raptors. Stay on the Raptors real quick. First year without Kawhi. They lose in seven in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Let's throw it to the Bulls and MJ. The Bulls first year without MJ in 94, they lose in seven in the Eastern Conference semifinals. But the Cavs, the first year without LeBron, they were a lottery team. And I get that Jordan will always be better than LeBron. And, you know, we're going to talk about Bill Russell here later in Man to Man. But what do you what does that say about LeBron having sort of this? effect on these different teams and and even the heat the Heat didn't even make the playoffs when LeBron left that year obviously
1: when you have a superstar like LeBron James they have so much influence over that team so when they leave it's like oh fuck what the fuck happened next that's that's a good question but for me it's like whoa what do we do now if I was a GM I'd be like oh shit Let me just retire.
0: Is it just because the Bulls had those other players like Pippen, Rodman, Tony Kukoc? Hey, I got that one right. Just other guys and the Cavs in it. Like the Cavs had Delonte West. Like, I don't know, Verichao and like other guys like that. I mean, that's got to play a role. I get it. But LeBron is a superstar. So it's just he's done it on both teams and he's left both teams. And I don't care. All these guys are NBA professional players. Like they should be able to make it to the playoffs, I think. Has Zion Williamson gone overrated or underrated? Uh he's overrated. He's always been overrated to me. Biggest
1: thing that I saw that came out, ESPN brought their top 100. He's ranked at 19th, and he hasn't yeah. done shit in this league yet. He's so young. He didn't even play really last year. Just the whole respect thing, for me, it's like disrespectful to put so much respect on somebody that hasn't really done shit.
0: I don't know. I think he's underrated. He's a lot better this year. Obviously, he's healthy. He's getting his teammates involved. He's averaging just over four assists. He's not just putting his head down and barreling to the basket. And he's becoming more of this complete player. I think he's underrated. I do think that he was overrated last year. This year with the whole, you know, put him at 19 in the top 100. Eh. Maybe a little bit overrated, but that was before the game started, and I think he's slowly learning the game and getting his teammates involved. That's the only reason why I think he's underrated. I
1: think another thing is it's all about the media, of what the media wants to say and build this storyline. They did with LeBron, but LeBron's backed it up. Do I see that Zion in maybe a year or two just – leads his team and can be so dominant like LeBron? Possibly. But right now, he really hasn't done anything yet. He is putting up good numbers, 20, almost 24 points a game. He's shooting the ball really well. You know, he's had a couple of games where in the first half, he hasn't missed a shot going 10 for 10. So he's shooting the ball at like a 60% clip from the floor. But what has he done yet in this NBA? He's I think he's combined total games is like 60 or something. How about
0: this? Day? Was Ion Williamson be an all-star in the next five years?
1: Oh, yeah. Easily. Three. Three? Yeah, I'd be stupid to say he's if he's not an all-star. Okay. Three years. Maybe this year, even if the media wants to hype somebody up, go for it, right? Let's talk about another young player, though. Young
0: stud in the wall. I think I know where this is going.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Another guy that's got some hype around his name. Nick Young came out and said, LaMelo Ball, top 10 point guard in the NBA right now. I think he could possibly be correct in that. If you break it down, I think he could be a top 10 play, point uh,
0: guard. I don't know, dude. That's kind of a stretch. You have all these other guys, De'Aaron Fox, Jamal Murray, Trey Young, Lucas Steph, Westbrook, Ben Simmons, Ja Morant, Kyrie Irving. Yes, I wrote the list down. So that's 10. He's There's <laughs> no way he's even near a top 10 point guard in the league. I don't know about De'Aaron Fox. You could possibly say they're
1: like head-to-head right there, right?
0: How so? Why?
1: Field goal percentage, free throw percentage.
0: Uh, you bring uh, out the numbers. Do you yeah. bring out the numbers in this? Is that the only, is that like the debate? You just bring out the numbers and compare them?
1: Bringing out the numbers, Hornets in the East are like sixth. They're not doing bad. Yeah, I think he could. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> that's definitely it, right? I don't know about that one. That's a stretch. Nick Young is out of the league. Nick Young was kind of a bust by the end of his career. I don't know if I'm taking anything from Nick Young except that damn meme. What about uh, Shaq? says he's uh, he's taking Russell Westbrook over Donovan Mitchell all day every day. This is Shaq coming at D Mitchell again. I think this was on TNT a couple of nights ago when Candace Parker was like, "Well, hold on, what are we talking about? Career or season?" And Shaq was like, "I don't care. I'm not going to marvel over the fifth best, you know, point guard in the league. Like I'll marvel over guys like Steph and Kyrie. But if we're looking at season alone, it's got to be Donovan Mitchell." He's taken last time Shaq said something to Donovan Mitchell. I think they were like fourth in the West and now they're first. They're a half game above the Lakers right now. Donovan Mitchell's taken his team to the top of the West ever since Shaq called him out. And and it's just like, yeah, Russell Westbrook's a great player. And Shaq was saying how he's like, you know, the greatest leader in the entire league, but come on Shaq. They're the worst team in the NBA.
1: Right. I I agree. I think, for him to say that Westbrook is a top five point guard is in his career, yes, he's one of the been one of the best point guards in the entire league that we've ever seen. You know, really the first guy to ever average a triple double during a season, whatever, whatever, right? Right now in this season, Westbrook is nowhere near that list. And when you have I will a say team, though, I
0: did just put Westbrook at top ten point guard. I,
1: I, I question that though, but I'll give you top ten. <laughs> he's probably number <laughs> okay. ten. Right now, if you want to, if you want to say it like that, but okay. for Donovan Mitchell, I think Shaq just likes taking jabs at him just to get his, you know, to grow into his potential, you know, you get guys like that, like Shaq and Chuck and some other veteran guys to kind of criticize you. You're on your shit every night and we see it as them, you know, producing in the West, but.
0: I don't know. Donovan Mitchell's just, like, cooking all over the place. Westbrook is just, like, he's had injuries this whole season. And Shaq, we talked about it, he just kind of wants to have a word. And then he'll be like, yo, D-Wade. D-Wade, you know what I'm saying, though. Like, he'll try to call somebody out, get on. His- I've done that, dude. I've done that in conversations where I know I'm completely wrong. Be like, yo, Liam, like, like I try to give you, like, a tap or something. throw you a five-ski or something. Like, yo, don't make me look like a fucking idiot right now in front of the whole front group. I get it, dude. But, like, come on, Shaq. He's just trying to... It doesn't make any sense. I think Donovan Mitchell is definitely, and Shaq says that Donovan Mitchell was one of the his favorite players in the league. So you got to take into account how great the team is this season. Career wise, I wouldn't put Donovan Mitchell top ten in the right. league I, right I, now. I, I I'd agree. almost even put like Mike Conley in a top ten career wise right now in the NBA. Right.
1: I don't agree know with if that
0: might be a stretch. I put Mike Conley over Deere and Fox.
1: Yeah, and that's the the whole conversation where Shaq kind of got caught was. Yeah career versus, you know, right now this season. And he was trying to backtrack and whatnot. Um, what about Lonzo Ball? We see that the Chicago Bulls. I love uh, this,
0: dude. but this is, We're kind of kicking it right now.
1: <laughs> I are. feel like
0: I'm just on the couch now. This is something that we've wanted to move, you know, gravitate towards is just, let's just have couch conversations, dude. You know, yeah. we're all scripted we and everything. We're kind of just shooting the shit with you guys. We want you guys to be thinking about these different scenarios and and just we're just trying to have fun with it and make it more lax. But Lonzo Ball, I'm sorry, I just I love it, man. Let's keep it <laughs> rocking. Man. For sure. Exactly. Lonzo ball, Chicago Bulls.
1: Uh he kind of came out and said if he could pick somewhere, he would want to go to Chicago. Uh yeah. I don't know. Do you think first of all, do you even think Lonzo Ball is a, a good fit? For me, he's like he he could really fit into any kind of system. Uh he's just a traditional type of point guard. Uh, he can pass really well. He is working on his three pointers, um, and he, he's playing better. Uh, he's definitely kind of grown up, and getting out of the limelight in LA kind of has helped him grow a little bit. But what do you? What I'd say
0: I'd say since the Pelicans aren't signing Lonzo Ball to a long term extension is that's due to his inconsistent role that he has on the Pelicans, and we talked about. it. We don't know if it's. The mix with the or the addition of Eric Bledsoe and Lonzo Ball, JJ Reddick's kind of having that thing where he's like, Man, I'm fucking done playing with this coach. I think JJ's trying to get out of the market and go to another uh or get out of that team and go to a big market squad. But I think this could be the perfect fit for Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine. Um, just because Lonzo is is a more of a defensive player. I could be wrong about that, but he's known in my eyes, not as a shooter or anything like that. If anything, he's He's known for being a passer and a facilitator. I was, just, but.
1: I was just thinking, he almost reminds me of, like, he needs to mirror his game after, like, a, a raise on Rondo.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, I he don't know. Knock, yeah, because Rondo is just so good on defense, but he's just also, a, I guess, a good passer, but not a great shooter.
1: Right, but he can knock him down. Like, we saw him in the finals last year, like, just knock him down. Uh, question here, though, we see Zach Levine kind of is popping off this year, and he's making, you know – some some heads turn basically saying, why am I not an all-star, this and that. Adding a guy like Lonzo, is that going to take production away from what Zach Levine has been doing in, you know, this year? And now, no.
0: Like I was just saying, I think they'd fit perfectly, dude. I think that would add spark to the, their, you know, defensive side of things. And Lonzo is that point guard. Their point guard is that little white boy, DM, DM Vincio, or what? not, not da vincio or whatever his name. I don't know why he's still in the league. You know what I'm talking about. The guy from fucking Villanova from way back. He's still on the Bulls team. So they don't have a true point guard besides Kobe White. I get Kobe White's on the cusp, but Lonzo Ball would take, I feel like would take Kobe White's position or he would be on the other wing uh, opposite of Zach Levine. But like I was saying, I think they would, it would just add spark to their defense. Uh, you talked about Rajon Rondo a little bit. Uh, and, and we kind of said this last in our episode. I almost like the Lakers team from last year better than this year I will say I like Harold on the team I don't like Mark Gasol I think Dennis Schroeder's kind of weirded me out I loved the dominance in Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee I loved Rondo and that veteran status and now we see that Rondo signed a two-year 15 mil but another guy could that could be looked to get traded and um, maybe this is this could be a hot take but I think that Rondo could go back to the Boston Celtics in exchange for Jeff Teague. I know they're talking about John Collins a little bit in the trading uh, as well. They're they're opening to listening to different trades and stuff like that. But I think for Rondo, he's been out with, you know, this these back problems. But it just sounds like he doesn't have a role in this Atlanta Hawks team. I say put him back to Boston in exchange for Jeff Teague, where Jeff Teague used to play for the Hawks.
1: Right. I mean, Rondo Cohen was brought in, you know, to mentor uh, Trey Young, right? And... Being a veteran, coming off a championship, obviously the Hawks were, the, were probably the biggest name in the offseason getting these guys together um, and, and building a roster. I mean, I've wrote, written a couple of blogs about this. Of I think the Hawks are the team kind of to watch this year. But like you mentioned, Rondo dealing with the injuries. I mean, he could be a mentor. I'm not saying he can't be a mentor, but if he wants to be a mentor, he has to do it from the bench because his production right. in the game – is not good enough.
0: I just don't and, know, dude. I feel like Rondo, if they didn't, if the Lakers didn't trade Rondo, then he would have still been almost like a starting point guard for the Lakers. I don't. So, I because I Dennis is a starter for the Lakers now.
1: Yeah, I see him though. I see once you like get to a certain point in, in your career,
0: you just take the money,
1: you take the money, and you sit back and you kind of just relax. You know, like Haslam for the Heat is the biggest mentor on that team. Like Kyle Alexander was saying. Biggest, you know, he's probably my go-to guy. He doesn't get a single minute in, in the finals at all. But he's do, he does stuff, other stuff to, to help that team. Rondo needs to kind of gravitate towards that okay. um, a little bit to me. I don't know. Uh, what about another mentor? We see another mentor come out with, uh, you know, a little move to New York. Yeah. Derek Rose, I think he had dinner with the, the young guys quickly. Obi Toppin.
0: He didn't top- pay for that dinner. I'm just gonna let you know that right now. <laughs> he didn't you think he paid for it. I think he he definitely made them pay for it. That's kind of the thing, right? The the rookie's yeah, gotta pay for it. I'd say the- so. I'd say yeah, rookie pays for the meal. Yeah. Uh yeah, I like D Rose. I mean, he he's ahead. back with Tom Thibodeau, reunited with Tibbs. Tibbs coached him his rookie season at the Bulls. Uh a couple of games back, he had like 16 points three or four assists I mean he's he's bringing production to the floor I think he changed his number from 25 I think he was 25 that first game I could be totally wrong I don't want to fact check it right now we just don't have time but now he changed it to number four and another interesting thing that made this trade sort of happen was it was a, a mutual agreement right with Derek Rose and uh Pistons head coach Dwayne Casey he was saying coach I've only got so many miles left in my legs and I want to make sure I go to a situation where I may have a chance to make the playoffs this year. Uh, and I know that you guys are sort of in this rebuilding phase and you're sort of retooling the whole team. And I want to go to a team where I think they have a chance to make the playoffs. And I think that would be the New York Knicks, which is kind of weird. I, I, and then D, uh, Dwayne Casey was like, I'll send you to the Knicks. We'll try to make a trade for you. With the Knicks, but Derek, you may have just the same chance of making it to the playoffs here at the Pistons. What do you think about that?
1: I mean, Pistons six and nineteen or something crazy, very bottom half of the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Knicks have potential again. I I think the Knicks, you know, can definitely make the playoffs. They're sitting, you know, kind of right below five hundred ish, and they definitely, you know, have a potential to make the playoffs. Would I have said I want to go to the Knicks or, like, a different team? Yes, I would say get me the hell out of New York. I don't want to be a part of that organization. But situation matters. You know, if you really want to be out of the team, you like the coach, and he can make that situation work, hands down, do it. I'm not I'm not taking that away I from I get him. it.
0: It's a team where it's a young team, and he's trying to push these last miles that he has – to bring sort of his point guard production. Cause he's, I mean, dude put up 50 burgers a couple of seasons ago. So if he had went to the Celtics or something and taken more of this mentor role, that mentor role that we're talking about as a backup point guard, I don't think that was the situation at all. So you have to find that team. And I think the Knicks was a, was a perfect position to go to, like I said, reunited with Tibbs and, you know, be familiar with his system. And, and I think I, I can't think of another team at the top of my head that would have a chance to make the playoffs like that and him kind of just come in off rip and and, and build production for that team.
1: Right. Um, I guess that will do it for our couch conversations. Are we, are we, are we cracking the beer open at 11 AM? Probably not. I'm
0: down to just get the hair off the dog. Honestly, like (laughs) I was saying, you're looking, i see that bags under your eyes. see those bags. I got me some concealer right here. I was putting on, we'll probably, you know, throw those in the bloopers. I got some concealer right here, dude. If you need them, I got it for you. But uh, that'll do it for the couch conversations. That made me super mellow. We always like to have a little energy, but I'm totally down to just kick back with you and being like, man, what about this, man? I'm down with this. Oh, it's a good move. It's a, but we got to bring the energy up a little bit. Hoop. So, so bring us in here a little bit, bring us back. All right. So we'll, we'll transition into our,
1: our favorite segment. We do it every week, our man to man worthy or keep it moving. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We got on the docket today, Mr. Bill Russell. Thank you, sir. Yes, 87. Well, can we namaste
0: Bill Russell real quick if you don't namaste, mind? Namaste to you, Bill. Namaste, namaste, Bill <laughs> Russell, baby.
1: <laughs> uh, turns eighty-seven. What are, what are we? Are we talking about Bill Russell here? What's we gotta
0: talk about Willie Billy. My God. Let's play it, man. We're going to play this clip for you guys where he's just blowing out 87 candles. They're saying, hey, what do you think about 87? He says, I'm going to kick its ass. And I said, hell yeah, dude, go kick its ass real quick. Bo Russell, young stud in the wall, 11 NBA titles. I'm just going to read his fucking accolades because that's all I got here on the bullet points. 11 NBA titles, most won in in the four major sports, eight consecutive league titles, a man who transformed the sport on the defensive end of the court and who terrorized a generation of NBA players. No, I did not plagiarize that. I mixed it up a little bit. Five MVPs, back-to-back NCAA titles. Have no idea where he went to college, but I just have that on here. Olympic gold medal, overall stud in the wall. Said that already. He would have killed the Bumble game. That's the last bullet point that I have. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. He definitely would have killed the bubble game. Are you kidding me? 11 rings, dude. Like, yeah, that many rings. And I know a lot of girls, like, and, and I guess they're women. It's, it's weird. You're going to call them girls or women now at 25 years old. I guess women. Uh, they still act like girls. But I still act like a boy and almost 25. Uh, I'd say <laughs> it's, he's got 11 rings. And I, where I was going with that was women are just prepared to get married, dude. We've seen it. So if he's got 11 rings, bam, throw him the match on Bumble. Let me get a ring, coach.
1: All right. I like that. I mean... Bill Russell, legend of the game, definitely. Uh But him watching him blow these candles out, I feel like he he could have just passed out right there. I mean, that's a lot of <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of air for an old guy to just be blowing out. He blew all
0: that oxygen out of his head. Like, I don't know. He was definitely lightheaded after that one. And and then, I don't know. You guys won't be able to see it if you're listening to our audio, but there's another guy standing behind Bill Russell that has a fire extinguisher. What's up with that? Can we okay. just talk about that real quick? What what was that guy planning on doing? Because that would have just ruined the whole cake if you would have put the <laughs> fire extinguisher on the candles. What is, what is that guy doing? <laughs> he was, like, all hands and knees, like, ready to rock like he was on the battlefront or something.
1: I don't know. I'm just glad he didn't, you know, pass out. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad he, you know, is still alive at 87. Um, yeah.
0: Shout out, dude. Kick its ass, Bill Russell. Like, I, I don't know about you, Hoop, but I mean, obviously, I've watched the old 30 for 30s with the Celtics and stuff like that. But it sucks. I never got to really see it. But we were watching inside the NBA. Loved those guys. And Shaq and Charles were talking about how he was just a father figure to them. And, you know, I'll take their word for it, man. Bill Russell was one of the goats. Is he a goat? I mean, there's a meme on Twitter that was they were talking about, It was a a picture of Michael Jordan and Tom Brady. And it's like only these two guys can sit at this table. And then Bill Russell tweeted, I think, a picture of him and all 11 rings. And and then he was saying something like, and then you'll be able to get to this table. So I don't know. I don't know. There's been a lot of goat conversations lately after Brady winning it. Bill Russell, is he on Mount Rushmore?
1: I think you have to. I mean, I know his time was a little different than, you know, than the, the modern day NBA, but you're talking about rings, 11 of them. I don't care how hard, I mean, where, what time period you play in getting 11 rings. You could be playing peewee football and that shit is still hard to get 11 rings. Yeah. You know what I mean? So
0: eight consecutive, like, come on, dude. Yeah.
1: I mean, he might be playing against the farmers or whatnot, but I don't know. Um, I don't know.
0: I'd throw him up there. That's all I'm saying.
1: I would. I would. I think you have to at least mention his name. Okay. Carl Anthony Towns returns to the court uh, after, you know, battling the whole COVID-19. I think he was out for 13 days. Is this uh, worthy or are we keeping moving here?
0: I'd love to talk about this, but we're just going to keep it moving for now. I will say super stoked to see, you know, Carl Anthony Towns back on the floor. Everyone's showing him love. We have all know what COVID has done around that family. So definitely namaste to the Towns family, and and we only want to see you ball, my brother.
1: Right. Definitely, definitely, definitely. A little more goofier thing that happened. Yeah. A little, uh, maybe not the, the most goofiest thing was on the docket today, but definitely <laughs> another kind of what-the-fuck moment. Uh, Trey Young at the end of the uh, game against the Mavericks gets fined 20000 for pretty much saying, fuck you, soft-ass bitch, to the referee. Yeah. Yeah, is this worthy? Yeah, sure, we, can, Yo, sir, we here.
0: can talk about it. It's like, where is your diaper at, dude? And, like, why are you trying to set a screen and then flop on the last play of the game? The refs aren't going to call that. I think if you've grown up playing basketball, we've noticed that the refs never call anything in late-game situations. If they do, it's almost like, oh, my God, he actually called it. Like, it's, it's usually the refs let him play. But Trey Young sets a screen. He gets hit. Uh, from Willie Cauley Stein flops, and complains to the ref. He said, "Ref, where my bid? Where my bid at?" And then gets fined twenty grand. So, um, ref, the ref is funny. The ref didn't even flinch. Um, but you got to get rid of flopping for Trey Young. I will say it was such a, a tight game right there, Luca. Trey Young, obviously, it's two guys you want to see them match up and watch. Kevin Herter, you know, uh, carrot top is what he he named himself as he should. Uh, twenty-three points, eight rebounds. John Collins, thirty-three points, eight boards, and then Trey Young, Ice Trey, twenty-five, seven, and fifteen. But I feel like Trey Young like went to James Harding acting school or something. And this is just like relax, dude. Like it's the end of the game. It's it's you know not even half of the season yet. We're not even half into the season yet. I don't know. We're getting close to it, but just relax a little bit, man. Twenty thousand dollars. Like that's still a lot of a lot of coin out of these guys' pockets, even if they're making millions. Right. My biggest
1: thing when I saw this was. What in the hell is this play call? I'm I'm not having Trey Young set a screen anywhere. No, he's coming off screens to get the last shot. Why are you having Trey Young to set a screen in the first place? Is beyond me. I don't know what he's thinking over there. But yeah, Trey Young, I mean, grow up a little bit. It is what it is. Next up on the docket, another kind of funny thing that we have is Jimmy Butler. Yeah. You know, talking about acting school a little bit. Yeah. Jimmy Butler flops and, and gets a call. Uh, is this uh worthy? Or are we uh keeping I, lo-
0: I love me some Jimmy, dude. We've been talking about the heat, let's talk about Jimmy Buckets again. So this is the last play of the game against the Knicks. The heater up one. Um, something about a rebound goes up. Jimmy gets hit from you know behind the back or whatever and just completely flops. Um, give this man an Academy Award or or Balo Dior. You know, this is like he's on the ground for 30 seconds. This is sort of what happens when you hang out with Neymar too much. Uh, Or, you know, this is almost like a thing where you're, you're like, when your girl catches you cheating, right? And then you start crying. And then like after 30 seconds, you're looking over. Is she still looking? Is she still looking? And then see if she believes you or not. This is exactly what Jimmy Buckets did. He's hanging out with Selena Gomez. She's loving it. She's cracking up at the games. But they got to get rid of flopping, dude. It's acting school over and over again. We saw LeBron do it in that one game, and you know when he flops, cue goat music or, or goat sound. But we got to get rid of the stupid acting. That's why, like old heads are like, this is this is weak, bro. And I, I don't want I want to see these guys play. The rest call too many things. They get tricked by this flopping and acting stuff. Let's play some basketball and grow up. It's it's the NBA for a reason. No babies allowed. Let's grow up a little bit. You remember that? No babies uh, no, allowed. No
1: babies allowed. I like that. Bringing no. it way back. Way, Bring way it back. Way <laughs>
0: back in middle school, baby. Well, rebound drill we did. No babies allowed is what our coach called that. I couldn't get a damn rebound to save my life, so I'd have to hit some dude in the groin and then get my rebound.
1: <laughs> um, we talked about this topic on our weekly Wednesday. Uh, Malik Beasley Going to spend his, you know, 120 days in the uh, corrections facility, whatnot. Uh, is this worthy? Or are we keeping it moving here?
0: If this guy, if they're going to let this guy play and have all the guns and I can't even, if I had just had a whole shelf of guns and I'm not getting any PT or these G League guys have guns and I'm not getting any PT, I don't understand this. Let's keep it moving. Uh, shout out to Lars Pippen.
1: I have a question actually now that I'm thinking about this.
0: What's good? You know,
1: being in the jails and whatnot. Yeah. What uh? What would be your last meal if, you know, you're on death row? What If you had a death m- row meal, what's your last meal here?
0: I'd probably just eat like a corn on the cob or something.
1: You could get anything and you over here getting corn on the cob. Get your <laughs> ass out <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, don't sleep
0: on the corn. On, <laughs> don't sleep on the corn on the cob. Again, you know, like butter that shit up. Put some salt and pepper on it. I'd want like a, uh, see, I'd, I'd be specific with it though. I'd want one of the corn on the cobs that you see in Nacho Libre. I haven't had one of those corn on the cobs. You know what I'm talking about, where it's got the spices and cheesy. I know what you know what I'm talking about. Give me one of those, corn on the cobs. I'm ready to fucking die immediately after that. I'm I good. Think My I, stomach is filled. I'm good. Elect me up, dude. Electrocute me up, dog. I think
1: one of the weirdest <laughs> things that I think of when I think about that, I definitely have to have a McDonald's McChicken sandwich before, <laughs> right, before I die, bro. I don't care. <laughs> really? You're going with the chicken sandwich? I have I'll probably get like a steak or you know, a nice, you know, nice meal but no I'm no, better. that's
0: fine. Go with the chicken sandwich because like when you get something like that, it's almost worse. Like you're just you can't enjoy the steak like that. The medium rare steak. You just man, I'm eating it, it tastes so good, but you're also crying at the same time. Hook me up with a corn on the cob, I'll eat it in like five seconds. I was ready to blast <laughs> off after that. All right. Um, let's uh let's get into the last topic here, Draymond
1: Green. Uh what in the hell is he doing? I don't know. Questions all over the place. Is this uh, worthy? Or are we keeping? Let's the play
0: on? the clip. It's Draymond Green going fucking goofy again. Coach, put him out the game this time. So my guy was clearly on that Cali Kush. Um, the the shot was ridiculous. <laughs> they were down three against the Spurs. Eight seconds left. They were in inbounding the ball at half court. Uh, Draymond sets a a lackadaisical lazy ass screen on Steph Curry's man. Raises his hands as high as he was before the game in the air, and then he received the ball and pretty much just chucked it half court. The, the defense got the rebound with like five seconds left, and they show Steph Curry just zooming in on Steph Curry. He's got that mouthpiece hanging out, just geeking. I think Steph didn't even care at this point. Steph was just like, that is some shit that Draymond would do. And, of course, KD is in the, in the comments and saying, and that's why I left. But I was doing some research on this hoop, If he would have made the three, he would have had a triple-double. That's all I'm saying. So I kind of respect it. But Steve Kerr's after the game saying Rodman didn't even do that shit. So we're just going to let that one slide, and Draymond is just going to Draymond his way. But we are not going to call that same play again. We're going to leave Draymond in the corner and have one of the rookies go set a screen for Steph. I feel that. I feel like
1: I don't even know how to explain that. It's trying to get numbers, whatnot, you got – don't know what the time is on the floor. Okay, I got that. Why is Draymond <laughs> Green touching the ball at the end of the game? Who the fuck knows? But um
0: it's well, he was trying to draw the foul. I get it. And the other guy was almost close to fouling him because they had a foul to give, but he just he completely timed it wrong. And you know, I'll give Draymond the benefit of the doubt on that one.
1: Uh we'll see about that. We'll, we'll see about that. Man. Okay. Um okay. next segment we got for you guys our uh our gambling segment. Yep. Uh, game of the week, and maybe your prop bet for us. What do you have for us, young mister, sir?
0: Yes, my game of the week is the Nets versus the Suns. My namaste, soldier. Listen, <laughs> Nets, Suns. I know you had Suns last week. I'm a ride with it, baby. Like the last, this is the last game of this seven game slate on Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern time on TNT. Get your eyeballs on the screen for that game. It's gonna be hot in Phoenix, baby. Keep it rumbling, my guys. Suns went on a four-game winning streak last week, beating two of the top contending teams in the East. Let's talk about Giannis. Let's talk about the Celtics. See ya, my guy. We're the Phoenix Suns, so I'm taking Suns money line and Devin Booker over 27 and a half points. This is the so low-key lock of the week. It will probably be like plus. I'm thinking at least 200. They're gonna play the Nets. They had the top three. I will say DeAndre Jordan will probably be out for this game. He's been out because I don't fucking know why, but he's just out right now. Um, but the Nets are like one of the worst defenses in the league. In the league, the Suns rank fourth in points allowed. The Nets can't box out. We all know this 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 thing that's going on with the Nets and the Suns are they're just on this roll right now. I gotta rock with the Suns.
1: I like that. He kind of stealing my bet from last week. I'm undefeated, and you're trying to, you know, I saw steal the some bet. I,
0: and it was a, it was it was a low key, great bet, and I gotta salute you for it. And I gotta just take that. I don't even know if I want to take it, but I'm gonna put my marbles into that one. I feel like Devin Booker, Aiton, Chris Paul, they're they're gonna jump the gun here, and and they can score the ball too. They average about 110 points a game. Uh, guys, one through seven on the Phoenix Suns, they average in double digits. Booker's having an all-star season. Aiden's averaging 12 rebounds, and Chris Paul is averaging eight assists. You have to ride with this team at some point or another. Yeah,
1: they're putting it – I talked about a little bit last week. Opportunities here for the Suns to put it together, competing against these high-level teams, and we see that they're getting it done. So it's definitely good practice for late in the season when playoffs come.
0: The thing about this also – what I like about this game is the Suns are good on defense. So they have, I don't even, I don't have to get into the numbers here, but they just know how to guard tightly and and, and well uh, on the defensive ends. And I don't think they're going to get any lobs. The Nets are going to get any lobs this game without DeAndre Jordan in the game. They're going to be guarding KD. They have a great, percentage against you know not allowing these players to get open shots we talked about it with the Wizards they allow a bunch of open shots I just think this is going to be a really tight game and I think Devin Booker is going to take off
1: all right I, I like it I mean I definitely do like that I'll go into my game of the week here for you it is going to be the you finals preview Nets versus the Lakers Thursday night on TNT the late game and I'm going to keep it real simple. You know, I, I'm not going to go into too much. Prop bet right here. LeBron James triple-double against the Nets. Mm. Uh, he's averaging 25-7-7. Seven and seven. This is, you know, his time to say, hey, Nets, I see you put together your squad. I got my new squad. I'm showing you that I'm the reigning, you know, champion. And it ain't going to be no easy walk in the, in the park for you guys. I'm putting it to you from the jump. He he's gonna have a I'm not gonna say he's gonna have a 30, you know, triple double, but don't don't count that out. He's gonna get a triple double easily in this game.
0: So I like it. Is, is it take just, that here? Is LeBron? I, I, I noticed this about players in the league. They like to go either left or right. But the way that LeBron this is totally off topic. I apologize. The <laughs> way that LeBron shoots the ball, he always likes to go to his left and then and then does, you know, the the step back shot like this. And he almost shoots on his left side. I've never seen LeBron go like a Damien Lillard, like pound one dribble to the right and then sidestep to the right. Have you seen that? That's totally that random. Move. But like, he doesn't have that move. And I feel like Lonzo Ball is another guy who we have know that shoots from the left side. He doesn't have that move where he can do like an in and out on the right for the right hand and then do like a, a right step back. I don't know. That's something that I've noticed about some players in a league, but with LeBron, especially he just he I, I feel like that's something missing in his game he just doesn't have the i don't know if it's the flexibility or if he just doesn't have that package
1: yeah i mean he does a lot of back down you know like a back down spin move um I think that's just kind of he's he's getting older he doesn't want he doesn't want to you know maybe tweak his knee doing some some crazy you know step back type deal so all right, uh, he, it's working for him. Just let him yeah. cook a little bit. Let I'll him let him cook. I like that.
0: <laughs> I'll probably ride with you on the Lakers that game. Triple double. I like that. I like that. We'll see. You'll get you'll get a good odds like on that. that one,
1: just because his numbers aren't there. But for sure, let's go into our last segment here, talking about our Pacers, which you know, not as bad as last week, but we went two and two. Uh, played the number one team in the West, the Jazz. Right. Got
0: absolutely fucking cooked. Uh, got cooked. I'll I'll, st- I'll stir something up for you there. <laughs> yeah, put the little you know couple. Put of... it all. Honestly, just put it all in, and we got fucking cooked. <laughs> um, it's gonna be nasty. Whatever's coming out of that fucking oven.
1: <laughs> uh, we is, we. I think we only lost by eight, but we were never in this game. Um, Doug McDermott, when he's your best player putting up 18 points and, and kind of just
0: taking over the show for you. It ain't cutting it. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't what we want. It ain't cutting it, man. <laughs> Somebody we last know. night, bro, was uh, he was asking me about the Pacers and if they were good or not. I didn't even know how to convince him that the Pacers <laughs> were good. I said, we have DeMontis Sabonis. If you know who that guy is, he was like, I, I could be crazy, but is he a point guard? I said, Jesus Christ, I'm out of this conversation, dude. Uh, let me get another genitotic, my guy. I'm, I gotta go talk to somebody else. Um, I said so we got T.J. Warren, but that's—I mean, he's out. <laughs> then we got another guy who we tried to trade, and he got cancer in his kidney. We're still—we're still fifth in the East, though. That's—that's that's all I can really say to you right now. Right. Uh, talking about
1: another uh, good team, the Nets. We got absolutely smoked by them too. Uh,
0: I'll stir something up for you, brother. What you want me to make? It's going to be nasty as a bug, looking more hungover than a horse's. Uh, look, uh, throw that corn in the cob in there in that soup. Hey, right? I'll throw the corn in the cob, baby. Too much butter. Let's get diabetes uh, immediately. <laughs> That's too far. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't want no diabetes. Take that shit out there. I don't need that.
0: <laughs> You're um, a big, like, no salt guy, right? Like, I yeah. was telling you how I wanted to go to Chipotle the other night, and you were like, nah, bro, I don't eat Chipotle. It's too much salt.
1: Yeah, I I, I try to stay away from salt. Uh, I mean, I'll have salt, but don't get me wrong, but too much salt.
0: Dude, I'm throwing salt everywhere, bro. I need a chill.
1: Um, again, nobody really showed up in this game either. I mean, Sabonis was there. We just... From the jump, we were down like 30 in the first half, and we just never really, you know, could come back for that one. Makes um, sense. W- hey, we can't beat the, the good teams, but we can, you know, whoop <laughs> up on these bad teams, the Pistons. <laughs> we talked yeah. about them early. We smoked these guys, okay? <laughs> <Yeah. We're laughs> smoking them up, baby. Barbecue chicken time, baby. Let's get it. We ain't got no problem beating these bad teams out here, okay? We got them under
0: control, but you talking about <laughs> yeah. the top dogs, leave yeah. us out of that conversation. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's um, fine. That's fair. That's fair.
1: Uh Jeremy Lamb, I think that was a good performance from him. He's still kind of getting his legs Who? under him. Jeremy Lamb. Who?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's messed up. I get it. Jeremy Lamb, yeah, he's good. Yeah. That <laughs> he's was kind of his. <laughs>
1: he's still getting his legs. Uh, You know, he was out with that injury. Sabonis decided to show up in this game, too. I guess, you know, seeing the Pistons on the schedule, he probably circled down one and said, hey, let me get my 28 burger against the Pistons because I can't do (laughs) it against the Nets. Yeah, Uh, might as well. (laughs) Um, And then the Hawks, obviously, you know, not not the worst team, but... I mean we got it done uh late last night on
0: Saturday. Like 125, 116 or something like that. Yeah, we made know to damn Scott I don't even watch these games, bro, to be complete. that's why I leave it all to you. I don't even watch it, bro, to be real. <laughs> we, <laughs> I did not even watch it. You know we know were saying?
1: down, we were down the entire game, uh, in this one, but uh like four minutes left. We kind of came back. It was a good game, and you know, Hawks aren't the worst team in you know in the east, but not the best either, so we'll we'll take it how it is. <laughs>
0: Not the best either. Well, hey, my guy, I will see you on uh on our Bumble app, and me and you will kind of feel something out there. I know after this after this meeting, we're kind of gonna work on something, um, technology wise, and and we'll get you started with that.
1: Okay, I appreciate that, sir. I, I I don't know what you're gonna do for me. I don't know if I need. Just a whole face, uh, you Send
0: know. Send me like just look up like hot dude on Google Images and just throw a couple my way, and I got you. So I'm gonna catfish these girls. Is that what I you're wouldn't telling? call it catfish because they still have to message first. Ah, and so then we can throw the picture of you just to kind of get yourself in the door there. <laughs> I appreciate that, my guy. Yeah. I appreciate
1: that. Yeah. Uh, but with that, guys, I think this week's episode is a wrap. If you enjoyed this episode, again. Please give us that good review, five-star rating. Subscribe. You see that button right there? Push it and subscribe for us on our YouTube. But most importantly, sir,
0: share with your moms and get your damn merch, baby.
1: Yes. Uh, but if you want to keep us up with us daily, you know where to go. All social, man-to-man podcasts, because we're always here making it easy for you guys to listen to us talk about basketball and some other shit is a long way. But as always, I'm a to namaste you guys out of here. Namaste to you guys. Namaste.
0: Hoopstar, star love it hey guys if you enjoyed our episode go check us out like liam was saying on all streaming and social platforms that's man to man space podcast we love shooting the shit man we try to switch it up every single week for you guys to stay rocking and ready with us couch conversations more of those coming soon let us know what you think about those in our social media comments holler at the boys we got hot takes all the time man it is what it is uh, shout out to all of our dash listeners out there we are man to man andy and liam we hook it up up every single week but with that being said it's always get your damn merch if you ain't got the damn merch you're tripping share with your moms i don't know if we got any moms out there yet but please share with your mom share with your dad share with your grandmas dude grandpas literally doesn't even fucking matter at this point just share with everybody and get your damn merch i'ma namaste you out here and then i'm also going to Pesa nation baby ah